actually food for our souls that is not just physical food. It is God's Word. Our church is going through a series on the importance of God's Word in our lives, and God can speak through all sorts of different ways, right? There's all different ways that God speaks, um, and we know that uh, His Word, though, is most clearly and consistently found in Scripture or the Bible. These kind of words from the Bible, they're words that if you look at the history, they've stood the test of time through different places, periods, and people. And there's something about the words in the scripture that still has power for us. They're backed up by God's power and words that have, people have actually given their lives to communicate to us God's heart. Uh, there, there's actual blood shed for us to even have translation of our Bible in whatever language that we have even in English. So today, we're going to actually give you some time, some personal time, to take in God's words for you. So we're going to change it up a little bit in the beginning, and then we're going to examine, okay, what is our relationship to God's word? So there's a whole bunch of different ways to take in God's words, but we're going to practice right now one of the simplest, oldest, and powerful ways called Lectio Divina. Many of you have maybe heard it. It's Latin, for divine reading. Uh, it's not magic or anything. It's just a method. It's just a method for taking the Bible that can be done on your own, actually. So kind of remember it. And you could even do it together as a group, as you'll see. And it's a great way to start practicing. Like, how do I recognize God's voice? It's a great way to start practicing to listen and to recognize God's voice. Because God, when he speaks, will be in step with what he's already spoken, right? His scripture. So in Lectio Divina, we read or we listen to a very brief passage four times. Uh, but for today, I'm just going to shorten it to three. three. Three is a good number, right? Uh, usually the first time you just read it, just, you just read it as you would just listen to a friend. But we're just going to read it three times. All right, so it'll be up there, but also I'll be reading it. So you could just, if it's helpful, you get distracted. Uh, some really good looking people in here, you just need to just close your eyes. That's fine, right? Um, uh, but if, if, if you're going to fall asleep, if you're going to close your eyes, don't do that. We just listen. Okay? Just listen. So the first reading, we can ask God, God, what's a word or a phrase that you're highlighting for me? Sometimes when we're reading the scripture, there's like a word or a phrase that kind of jumps out and grabs us or, or just sticks with us. Pay attention to that. All right? So please take out your bulletin. So we're actually going to use a bulletin. Please take out your bulletin. It should have some space at the bottom for you to write what God brings to your mind. There's a little space in there that we've added in, so you can just write down some, some notes there, all right? Or you can take out your phone and open an app that allows you to take notes, but please don't open up, you know, any other apps, sports apps or anything like that. Just the app, it, you know, if you could trust yourself to be on the note app, use that. If not, then, you know, just use good old paper and pen, right? Uh, if you need a pen, we'll pass out pens for you. Anyone who may need one, just raise your hand. Sven uh, is right there. He's got some pens. All right, if, you, if you need a pen, just raise your hand. We'll just pass that out to you. Thank you. Sam is helping out pass out some bulletins if you get one of those. So you're going to need a bulletin, or you can use a, use a note app on your phone, and you need a pen. All right, so we're going to try this right here. 
And this is a method you could do anytime. You could even just do it on your own. All right. Here we go. So the first reading, we're asking God, what is a word or phrase that you're highlighting or bringing to my attention? So the scripture reading from this morning is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. I'll be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. All right, number f chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right? So jot down, God, what is a word or a phrase that you're highlighting for me? And just jot down, okay, was there a word that stuck out to you? Just write that down. My word or phrase. So you're just writing down a word or phrase that kind of stood out to you. All right. In the second reading, we're going to ask God, how does that word or phrase, how might it relate to my life? How might it relate to my life? I'll read it again. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay, so, God, how does that word uh, relate to my life, that word or phrase relate to my life? And if it reminds you of something in your life or how it relates, just write that down. Just write that down. Again, you could use your phone on a note app or just write it down. If you need a pen or pencil, just raise your hand. We'll, we'll, we have those in the back for you. Okay. Now the third reading, third and final reading, we want to ask God, God, what do you want me to do in response to this word? Is there something you want me to do in response to this word? Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So God, how do you want us to put this word into practice? How do you want us to respond to this word?
Now write down what you sense. Write down what's, what you sense, what came to your mind. How can you respond to this word? What's the invitation here? Okay. Guess how many minutes that was? That was five minutes. That was five minutes. I think this is something we could do. All right, that was five minutes. Now, you know, it's a safe place, but we also want it to be a brave place here, getting to know one another. We are here in the building. It is a blessing to meet together. We cannot just take for granted. We're healthy enough to be here together. Uh, Want, we want to make use of that. So, if you could please turn to your neighbor, right, or if you need to turn behind, if there's no one like right next to you, right, share your last point. How do you think God wants you to respond to his word, right? So turn to your neighbor and share your last point. How do you think God wants you to respond to his word? What's the last thing that you wrote down, right? Or if that's, if that's too risky for you, at least... Uh, you know how this word relates to your life. So I'm, you're gonna, yes, I'm gonna, you actually have to talk to your neighbor. I know, I know. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a minute to talk to your neighbor. Um, how, how does God want you to respond to this word? Or how does it relate to your life? Okay, if, if you haven't let the other person share, let the other person share. Just a couple more seconds. All right, let's come back. It's good, it's good. Once the juices get flowing, it's good, right? Good, good. Okay. Now, hopefully, as you listen to your neighbor, isn't it cool you'll be able to hear that God's same word, I said it was, it's the same exact word, how it can speak to different individuals in different ways. That is the nature of God's word, how he speaks. He'll use the same word, but he may have something for you that really, hey, he, he wants to highlight for you. Does that make sense? 
right? So there's a general word, but there's a specific word that he has for you as well. Uh, scripture is not just some, just like any other book, right? Like Chris always talks about. It's not just some words on the page. The writer of Hebrews says that you know the word of God is living. It's active. It has a way to go right into your heart and check things. That is the nature of God's word. So you're experiencing a little bit of that. Hopefully that's a practice you could do. Uh, if, if, if you like to hear the word read to you, like every single Bible app has an audio option. If you want to get really fancy, there's an app called Dwell that you could uh, subscribe to for the price of two tacos. You get a whole month. Two King Tacos. You could get a whole month. You can actually like make playlists. You could put, put pauses in it. Apparently, you could have different people other than old white men read read it to you. There's like tons of different voices, so it's it's cool. But anyways, there's different ways to get into God's Word, right? Okay, cool. Now. There is so much we can learn from just this little scripture, but I want to focus on one part of this passage this afternoon as a way to do a little spiritual health checkup. So you came to church, you're healthy, now it's like a spiritual health checkup, okay? Don't get scared, it's for our good. Jesus himself, did you notice when he is interacting with Satan? What's his defense? He quotes scripture. He uses the Bible, Jesus, who is the Word of God. Specifically, he's quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. It's about the Jewish or Israelite people that wandered through the wilderness after being set free from slavery. That's where this passage comes from. So Jesus says in verse 4, It is written. It is written. He's speaking about Scripture. Man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus is pointing out the comparison that God's word to us is like food. What we need for our souls, our spirits to really come alive, we need God's word. God's word, if you think about it, is like food in a lot of different ways. One, we need regular intake of God's word like we need regular intake of food. Are we taking in God's word in our life as often as we eat food? Think about it. If God's word is like food, too many of us are only getting one spiritual meal a week. It's, it's going to be Sunday and that's it. What would your energy levels be like if you only ate today for the rest of the week? How would you be? Some people are like, mm, oh my, I cannot even conceive of this. Can't even think of this. Some of us have gotten used to uh, maybe just, okay, a single Bible verse a day. Okay, now that's good. That's good. Most Bible apps will have a verse a day. That's good when you're just getting started. It's, I'm always like, hey, something is better than nothing, right? But that isn't the best long-term plan for your health and your growth. Oftentimes, someone else uh, has chosen that single verse of Scripture for you. So you don't get the context of the verse or the other Scriptures that you might actually need. Is it any wonder, then, 
that our souls are so tired or burnt out by the time we arrive to Sunday church. We've only eaten like once or twice in the whole week. Okay, some of us suffer from spiritual anorexia. You're like, what? What are you talking about, Dave? Okay, anorexia, it's an eating disorder where one gets a distorted image of their body. And so they don't give their bodies enough to eat. In a similar way, some of us have a distorted view of ourselves spiritually. Uh, we compare ourselves to others and think, hey, we're fine. We're fine. Hey, I, I get more, you know, scripture than that. Joe Schmo, right? When we're actually not getting enough spiritual food that we need regularly. God's word for our souls. Okay, now this is not to minimize physical anorexia. Please, that is serious. Seek out professional help if this is something you struggle with. Um, I, I was remembering, I'd gone to a party of a friend once, and I spoke with this really sweet woman. But she was visibly so thin, I could see the outline of her bones. I found out from my friend that she had anorexia, and that she actually died a few weeks after I met her. It's crazy. Anorexia is a serious disorder not to be taken lightly. But what is our level of seriousness when we go days, weeks, months without taking in God's word? What happens to our spirits? If what Jesus is saying is true, that we don't live just on food alone, but something in our soul, we need God's word to live. Or something in our spirit is dying. Spiritual anorexia, it's even harder to see from the outside. We may look fine, but inside something is, something's wrong. We need to take in God's word regularly, daily, while something in our spirits, like I said, begins to die. I don't know about you, but when I haven't taken in enough of God's word regularly, as a believer, as someone who uh, says I follow Jesus, all sorts of other things start to happen. One, I do get kind of hangry. That's hunger and anger. I'm just more irritable, more annoyed by people. I'm definitely more weak to temptation. As I was working through my addiction, I could al almost always track it. I was like getting my time with Jesus. When I wasn't, it's like I was going to whatever my addiction was. I, I grow more selfish without his word. And it's harder for me to sense God's presence and actually hear from him when I'm not in God's word. Now, for some of us, we may have a difficult relationship with God's word because it's been used in an abusive sort of way. This is deeply saddening and grieving because it does happen. But we have to remember the problem is not the Bible, but rather how it was used. Does that make sense? The problem is not the Bible, but how it's used. So our response shouldn't be, well, you know, I need to push the Bible away because it's been abused. No, rather we should learn to practice healthier ways to take in God's Word. Related to healthier ways of taking God's word, God's word is like food because, two, we need a balanced diet 
balanced diet of God's Word. Now, are we thinking about God's Word that we're taking in? I mean, we may hear, but are we thinking about it? Just, uh, do we give it as much attention as we think about what we eat? Some of us are suffering not from spiritual anorexia, but spiritual bulimia. What is bulimia? Bulimia is an eating disorder in which there's binge eating, followed by purging that food, often vomiting that food out to maintain a certain body image. Sometimes, if we're honest, we binge the Bible. When we're on an emotional high or even a low, we treat it like Netflix and try to cram it all in. All in one to go. But you know that isn't how our body works with food? Like, not healthy. <laughs> and that's not how uh, the scripture works for our spirits as well. When we're binging, we're rarely paying attention to what we take in, right? It's usually kind of junk food. Now, everything in the Bible is good for us. It's not junk in some way, right? But our tendency is, just like food, just to stick to the parts of the Bible that we like. Maybe uh, parts of the Bible that make us feel good or that are easy for us. Now, this is at least one reason why I see the American church is so divided. For example, the Gospels, uh, the, the biographies of Jesus are central. We need to keep returning to them. But, you know, some people only read the Gospels. They refuse to read anything else. Some people focus only on the New Testament letters of Paul, like that's the, old, that's the last and final word. Right? Some people are caught up just in the Old Testament. We need a diet of the whole council of Scripture, not just the parts like we heard last week our itching ears want to hear. Sometimes we may not be binging, but we're actually purging the Bible out of our lives. How are we doing that? We may take in the Bible, but we don't take time to absorb everything we need from it. And so we purge ourselves of its benefits. We may read the Bible, we don't meditate on it, we don't reflect on it as much, so it's just, it just going through the motions. Okay, this is just what I do as a Christian. Now again, bulimia is a serious psychological illness with a lot of negative health consequences. I had a friend who suffered from bulimia, and I learned that for them, it was a way to control something in their lives when their lives felt out of control. And my friend was caught in a deep cycle of shame and guilt afterwards. Now, how seriously do we consider it, as we would consider physical bulimia, how, how seriously do we consider it when we hear God's word, but it's just usually just in one ear and out the other. We're just kind of used to that? Is that okay? Or maybe we listen to God's word, but we want to be the ones in control over what parts we take in and what parts we reject. Oftentimes, Bible reading can just become something to check off our list, our Bible plans. Now again, a Bible in your plan, that's good. But if it's becoming something you feel like you just got to get done versus something that's doing something to you, then we're doing it wrong. It's okay. It doesn't hurt to slow down. Maybe a Bible and two-year plan is what we need, right? That's okay. Now, this leads to kind of a final thought on how God's Word is like food. We need to exercise God's Word out in our lives. 
Some of us take in God's word regularly, uh, but some of us really, uh, do we really take time to actually practice it, exercise it, right? We might take it in, but we neglect to exercise God's word, to obey it. You know, the Bible isn't just for our brains. It's for our whole body to put into action. Some of us uh, suffer from spiritual obesity. Now, obesity is a condition which often, there's a lot of different reasons for it, but often it takes, it, it, it is when we take in much more uh, calories from food than we actually exercise and put into physical activity. In a similar way, we may have a lot of Bible knowledge, but we don't actually put it to use by exercising it ourselves. So we may think ourselves wise, but you know, Jesus calls us fools. Because he's saying, like, if you just listen to the word, right, and don't put it into practice, it's like you're building a house on sand. It's not going to last. It's going to crash. We may be good at telling other people what to do, but we aren't practicing it ourselves. Now, I know this is most dangerous for people like me, pastors, teachers, Bible nerds. We spend a lot of time talking about God's word, thinking about it, but we're careless about actually practicing. How do we practice what we're preaching? So I, we, need to always consider not only what God's word is saying to us, but how to put that practice through us, right? We need to take the nutrients from God's word, what it reveals about God in ourselves, and use that as power into our everyday lives. So physical obesity, too, is a serious problem that affects actually a lot of people in the United States. It leads to all sorts of compounding health complications. So do get that checked out and, and, and work through that. But are we giving spiritual obesity the same kind of attention? Are we putting as much passion into how we can better obey God's word, not just knowing it. Exercise isn't as easy as eating, right? Uh, it takes some work. It takes some intentionality. It takes a plan. But it's for our health. It's to build us up. Bible reading without application, it's like eating without exercising. We will just gain the weight of the word, but we won't see its benefits put to use in our lives that even others could benefit from if we're not obeying and practicing what he's telling us. So, how is your spiritual health? Do you fit into any of those categories? Maybe a little bit of, a little bit here and there. Are you taking in his word regularly? Are you getting a balanced diet of his word? Are you taking time to really think about it and put it into practice? That way we could grow into spiritual wholeness. So as I invite the worship team to come up, Let's consider, hey, this is not to shame us, but this is, this is how to get us into better health for 2022, spiritually, physically too, but spiritually as well.
Right? What good is it if we gain the whole world, but we lose our souls? So in the spirit of putting this very word of God into our lives, I want to give us a challenge. Right? I want to give us a challenge, church. That's really an invitation to be transformed. Pick any of the four Gospels, any of the four Gospels, the four biographies of Jesus. If you need to know where those are, please talk to anyone here. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. If you want to go really short, Mark is the shortest, right? Gets right into the action. If you like Marvel films, maybe Mark is for you, right? But anyways, every day the challenge is take a small chunk of that gospel. Small chunk, like maybe five, ten verses at most. Small chunk. And before you read, pray and ask Jesus to speak uh, into your life and give you understanding to help you understand the word. If it's for you, he will give you understanding. Then you read the small chunks three times through like we just did at the beginning, right? Just three times through. You want to look for what stands out. What stands out to you? What does God bring into your attention? How does it relate to your life? And how can I practice it in my life? Talk to Jesus about it. Then you can end by praying those words from Jesus into your life or the lives of people that God brings to your mind. Let's see what happens in a week when you're actually feeding your spirit. Let's see what happens. So Matthew 4 is the word for today, so it's all about practicing. We want to end by praying and worshiping into the words of Jesus when he says, People should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So please stand with me. I'm going to pray into these words as we head into worship. Jesus, thank you that you are the word of God. You have come. You're the bread of life. You have come that we would have life and have it to the full. Help us to know, Father God, that your word is for our joy, for our life. Jesus, help us to trust you when you say that we don't live only from food, but our souls need and live on every word that comes from you. Help us to see how much we need your words regularly for our spirits to live as they ought. Help us to get a balanced diet of your word. Receiving even the hard words from you. Knowing that you share it with us because you love us. You want us to be whole. Help us most of all to not just hear these words, but to put them into practice. So that our foundation is going to be solid. And that our lives may truly be transformed. And to transform those around us as you meant for us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hungry I come to you for I know you satisfy I am empty but I know your love does not run dry 
And so I wait for you. So I wait for you. I'm falling on my knees, offering all of me. Jesus, you're all this heart is living for. Let's sing that again. Hungry. Hungry, I come to you, for I know you satisfy. I am empty, but I know your love does not run dry. And so I wait for you, so I wait for you, I'm falling on my knees, offering all of me, Jesus, this heart is living for Ooh, I'm falling I'm falling on my knees offering all of me Jesus your all this heart is living for broken and broken I run to you for your arms are open wide and I am weary but I know your touch restores my life and so I wait for you so I wait for you I'm falling on my knees offering all of me Jesus your all this heart is living for let's sing that out again I'm falling on my knees offering all of me Jesus your this heart is living for hungry I come to you and hungry I come to you for I know you satisfy and I am empty but 
I know not run dry and so I wait for you so I wait for you and I'm falling on my knees offering all of me heart is living for one more time I'm falling and I'm falling on my knees offering all of me Jesus your all this heart is living Before, uh, before I prepare us for communion, there was something I wanted to share. There was a, an image that came up this morning during prayer, um, and it just felt like it was, many of us are dealing with this right now, um, like just feeling really heavy, like there's this weight on us, feel like we're not moving forward, we're stuck in the place that we're at. And we just, we don't know how to get out of it. Well, in this image, there was, um, actually, it was a couple of images. One of them was, it was a hot air balloon, and this person was in there, and I don't know if you know, but in a hot air balloon, it won't rise until you take off all the weight from the basket. And it felt like Jesus was saying, we need to remove all this weight, all this uh, heaviness, this garbage that's in our lives so we can be lifted up with him. Now, he can lift up this balloon even with all the weight, but then it's not going to take away that heaviness that we're just going to carry this baggage with us wherever we go. And the other image was there was a sailboat. It was just stuck in the middle of the ocean. wasn't moving. And the person on this boat just was like, well, what's going on? Why is it not moving? I got my sail up. Everything's done right. And then all of a sudden, there was just a gust of wind that came by, and that... But it's what carried the boat. And yeah, the song that was sung earlier, um, how um, his breath is in our lungs, just felt like, yeah, it is. And without him, we can't breathe. We can't move. Our, our, our boat, our sail would, would not carry us anywhere. And the scripture today, the day was reading, I never noticed it, but in the beginning, it talks about how Jesus, the Spirit led Jesus into the forest. He wasn't alone. You know, um, and then it hit me, it's like, wow, that's how I want, I want my week to be. I want the Spirit to lead me this week. So when something comes up, I won't be afraid. 
when the devil comes and, and asks me to do something, and I'll be like, no, that's not what God wants me to do. That's not his, his food for me. You are not his food. You are not the food that I need. And I just feel like we need that this week. We need to be spirit led. And if we are spirit led, the, the devil can't, he can't make us do anything that we don't want to do. Because for one, Jesus is going to stop him in his tracks. Jesus will take that win from him. So I just thought I needed to share that. So, um, I like to prepare us for communion now. Now, communion is for those of us who don't, for those of us who, who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And if you are not in that place right now in your life, you could speak to anyone. You could speak to Pastor Dave, myself, Mark. You see many leaders out here right now in the church. Please, you will not be a bother on us. We want this. We want to help you walk, to help you know Jesus, to help you receive that breath of life from him. In scripture it says, in 1 Corinthians, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that, that we are able to receive communion, Lord, and it's because of your grace, your love for us. Now, I'd like to pray a benediction over us, so if you can please put your hands out in a in posture of receiving. And I pray that the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will lead you this week in, um, in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's at work, at school, um, just visiting family or friends or just going to the store. I pray that, that you would be spirit-led and have no fear in your heart or in your mind because you know that, that, that God is feeding you to, uh, this week. So I pray, I pray blessings over you. I pray protection. I pray healing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.